to welcome to a warm host with Julius Junius Ricardo Stanton. Face is Professor Griff. You're listening to Junius Ricardo Stanton. Straight up, we're teaching you all those things you need to know from the neck up. Alright? We're definitely doing a checkup from the neck up. This is Professor Griff from Public Enemy, the ex-minister. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> Welcome to Akoban, the Warhorn. Akoban is an Ndinkwa word and symbol of the Akan people in Ghana, West Africa. The traditional villagers use it as a call for alertness, awareness, assembly, and in extreme cases, mobilization. We sound the Akoban to alert you to new developments, interesting personalities, intriguing ideas, that you may not find on the corporatist or digital claptrap mind control apparatus. My name is Junius Ricardo Stanton, your host and facilitator. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Greetings to the Internet Radio family. This is Reverend Valentine speaking. You know, for nearly 30 years, I have had the distinct experience of being interviewed over every medium of communication available to the public. And except for the metaphysical underground, I can think of no other electronic venue that has been more progressive, more innovative, more insightful, more diligent, more diverse in its demographics, and more courageously supportive of the truth than this ever-growing phenomenon called Internet Radio. And this is precisely why I'm here to tell you that it is so vital that you give your wholehearted support to it. Tell a friend. In fact, tell two, three, and four of your friends. If you are a business owner, support Internet Radio by telling your customers and constituents all about it. Let them know that there is a legitimate and important substitute to all of the prefabricated, super-censored garbage polluting our public airways today. Don't allow the mass media to continue to treat you like a mindless consumer drone. Enhance your awareness. Indulge your critical thinking, your reasoning, and your analysis. Do as I do. Log on, listen in, and then let it be known all about your internet radio experience. Chimatep, beloved family, thank you for listening. Walk in light. This is a meditative, relaxing moment with Junius Ricardo Stanton encouraging you to relax. Let your shoulders drop naturally, normally. Breathe in through your nose. Take a deep breath. Let your abdomen expand. Relax. Hold it for a count of five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, let your abdomen sink in. Relax, take a deep breath. Inhale, let your abdomen expand. Hold it. Five, four, three, 
two, one, exhale, softly, relax, monitor your thoughts, don't resist what you see, the images, relax, focus on your breathing, inhale, deep, let your abdomen expand, hold it, five, four, three, two, one, exhale, relax, continue to monitor your breathing, focus only on your breathing, relax, let the tension flow outward from you, inhale, fully, fully expand your abdomen, fill your lungs with life-giving oxygen and air, hold it, five, four, three, two, one, exhale, relax, 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 perk up and be prepared to resume your day in an extremely relaxed state of mind, being, and health. Till next time, stay strong and stay healthy. Shattering the Matrix. On this edition of Aquaban, we're going to share a recent piece I just posted. It's entitled The Propaganda Similarities Between the War on Terror and COVID-19. The fall of Afghanistan joins a long list of modern U.S. imperial debacles, like the U.S. NATO-caused wreckages of Yugoslavia, Iraq, the destruction of Libya, and the crisis in Yemen. The corporate media is framing this like it's Joe Biden's fault, when every president since George W. Bush has had a hand in this mess. Each of them is complicit in crimes against humanity. Over $2 trillion in U.S. taxpayer funds have been spent on the Afghanistan fiasco. And for what? To enrich the military-industrial security complex? The corporate and digital media owned by the oligarchy is spinning Afghanistan in a way that obfuscates the real deal. That we were duped into going along with imperial overreach via a psychological war waged by the elites on the American people. Propaganda, intimidation, and coercion were used to force, acquiesce, and consent to a totally bogus, quote, global war on terror, unquote. In the end, what have we gotten from this war? What benefits have you received? How much money did you get from these imperial misadventures? How much of the CIA's Afghanistan opium profits have you gotten? Remember how following 9-11 pacifists were demonized? Quote, you are either with us or you are with the terrorists, unquote, was the mantra of the nitwit in the White House, George W. Bush. Remember how the neocons and corporate media vilified Congresswoman Barbara Lee 
because she was the only congressperson with the moral fortitude, prescience, and love of humanity to vote against the invasion of Afghanistan. Remember how they tried to destroy country and western artists the Dixie Chicks career? Did you know that the Clear Channel media conglomerate compiled a list of peace songs and anti-war songs they forbade their DJs to play? Does anyone remember how the establishment hounded Ken Oberman and Phil Donahue off of MSNBC because they opposed the invasions of Afghanistan and later Iraq? Do you remember how warmongers like Rush Limbaugh and Bill O'Reilly rose in popularity and fame by parroting the party line against, quote, jihadist terrorists, unquote? Do you see any similarities between what happened post 9-11 and what is going on nowadays with the COVID narrative and response? If not, you have failed to learn a valuable lesson of history that governments lie and use intimidation to get their way. As we speak, opposition to the mitigation protocols against COVID is being attacked, suppressed, and censored. I even had one of my videos taken off of YouTube. The oligarchy uses the same old playbook over and over again. If anything, the fall of Afghanistan should reveal the propaganda and mind control games they run on us. Quote, to get a glimpse of our potential future, it's worth considering past narratives pushed by governments. The war on terrorism has been promoted for years as an endless threat and it's conveniently created a blank check for defense and intelligence spending, funneling taxpayer cash into the pockets of defense contractors and their shareholders. Similarly, the war on climate change created carbon tax slush funds and transfers of wealth to undeveloped countries under the guise of climate change projects that are prone to misuse exploitation and corruption. In both cases, anyone not adhering to the narrative of the need to fight terrorism and climate change using government resources is treated the same way as those now questioning governments insistent on introducing freedom suppression infrastructure under the pretext of managing a virus that has a, an extremely low mortality rate. And like the wars against terrorism and climate change, the war on COVID-19 has created true believers out of pure fear. There are no better pawns into which to foist a fear-driven agenda. And what might that agenda be? It's hard not to see that it amounts to some form of control. Unquote. Government COVID-19 propaganda follows a well-worn path by Rachel Marsden at www.monotdailynews.com forward slash opinion forward slash national columnist forward slash 2021 forward slash 07 government COVID-19 propaganda follows a well-worn path. The media is blaming Joe Biden as Afghanistan crumbles and rightly so because as a U.S. senator he was a big-time warmonger who supported every war, every police action, and intervention, quote-unquote, the corporatists and military-industrial complex call for. Afghanistan is merely a snapshot in time, revealing how the ruling class dupes and bamboozles us to get what they want, which is compliance and control. The same tactics they used to sell the invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq are being used to sell COVID inoculations, which, by the way, are causing serious side effects and injury www.investmentwatchblog.com forward slash FDA 
dash new dash all dash along. Failing to learn the lessons of Vietnam, the psychopathic ruling class driven by hybris and lust for power have repeated the same mistakes. They could care less about the consequences. Just like Big Pharma and their supporters have no concern whatsoever about our safety, health, and well-being. Now they are telling folks they'll need boosters to protect them from ever-mutating variants. Duh, to survive, all viruses either mutate or they die. That doesn't automatically make them more lethal. It will be like the flu shot, only now they are coercing everyone to take it. Their revenues will be in the trillions, just like the military-industrial complex war profits. The same game plan, the same BS, will equal the same results, unless we take back our minds and our lives by resisting, just like many of us resisted the Vietnam War and the imperial overreach of Afghanistan and Iraq. And that is our challenge to take back our minds, to not be duped and led astray by the ongoing incessant propaganda. What we're seeing is a rollout of even more inoculations. The FDA just approved, despite the fact that the clinical phase three tests have not been concluded, they're not scheduled to be finished until 2023. Despite that, the FDA, which is in the pocket of Big Pharma, obviously, has approved, meaning it will give licenses for use. And this will push it to give approval to start vaccinating people and children under the age of 12. Bet your last money on that. What we're seeing now is a classic example of what is called regulatory capture at the FDA. And what regulatory capture is, is when agencies created in the public interest end up advancing the political, commercial and economic interests and concerns of the very people and companies the agency is supposed to regulate. So we see that throughout government. That's a hallmark of massive and systemic corruption. So you see the SEC failing to investigate or refer for prosecution inside trading and uh, manipulation and all types of fraud. You see the FDA promoting medicines and drugs, quote unquote, that have not been fully tested. The COVID inoculation, jabs, shots, whatever you want to call them, or case in point, because they're not vaccines in the clinical and scientific designation and definition of a vaccine. Historically, from the beginning, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s on, a vaccine was created by taking a pathogen or a virus in a weakened form, mixing it and, in, and injecting it into an animal or a human so that the immune system of the animal or the human could create antibodies and figure out ways how to defend the body and to neutralize the, the pathogen that or virus that had, had been injected in, into their system. That's not what these are. These are genetic markers. They're genetic manipulators that have no bearing on what a vaccine does, what they're designed to do in theory. And keep in mind, this is theoretical because even though they've been working on mRNA 
type technology for years, they've never been able to, because it was a, a major theoretical system to deal with cancer, but that has not proven to be the case. And so they're taking this experimental technology and using it for a coronavirus. We should know by now that coronaviruses are almost impossible to kill using vaccines because they mutate so readily. That's why there's no vaccine against the common cold. That's why you have to go uh, every year and get a shot for influenza or the flu. There are times when these flus and influenza are very lethal and very virulent. And that's what we saw two years ago when uh, that influenza took a heavy toll. But ironically, there was no, almost no flu or influenza this past year. Whenever it's brought up, the powers that be and their fact checkers and their shills try to say, well, that's because people were washing their hands. They were more conscientious and they were more health aware. That's not necessarily true. And there is no data to, to substantiate what they're saying. Basically, it's a sham to try to obfuscate and cover up what is really a scam. And the fact that they have gotten it to this point means that they will be able to further their agenda, which is total global inoculation, meaning 7 billion people. That's their goal for something that has a 98% recovery rate if you are in good health. Now, unfortunately, there are communities that are not not in good health, namely people of color, the Native Americans, African Americans, many Hispanics, simply because of our quote unquote lifestyle, because of the drinking, drugging, poor nutrition, because of uh, the lack of a uh, source of good nutrition, you know, what they have, they call uh, food deserts. There are also issues with environmental poisoning. There are issues of depression. Uh, what we're seeing now is that uh, the life expectancy in the United States is declining, particularly among white. Uh, you have the deaths of despair. You have the suicides. You have the overdoses. Those are indications that there is malfunction and a malady in the social fabric. A lot of this is fear-driven, rightly so, because we're seeing life as we know it, our quote-unquote normalcy, shattered. That's why people are so excited. They're happy to go back to bars and restaurants. They're happy to go to major outdoor music festivals, the games, the baseball games, and now the football games, the soccer games, because they want to return to quote unquote normalcy. It is traumatic when someone's patterns and habits are disrupted, particularly for a lengthy period of time. It's one thing for a day, a couple of hours, maybe a week or so, but we're going on two years with this. And that was a major cause of a spike in mental health issues, crises, all types of maladaptive responses to something that was unprecedented. It's been unprecedented to quarantine healthy people. It's unprecedented not to be aware of or try to find low cost, readily available treatment modalities. And they do exist. It's just that the powers that be, big pharma, the government, the ruling elites want to use this as an opportunity to force a big change, what they're calling the Great Reset, which amounts to uh, geoengineering as well as social reengineering on us. And it will make, you know, Nazi Germany look like choir boys and child's play. And I'm not saying this to frighten you. There's enough fear porn out there. 
I'm not saying this to get you upset or to cause any kind of cognitive dissonance because most of the people believe what's being said because it's being said in a unified manner. It's typical uh, Nazi type propaganda or Soviet Union type propaganda. But really, this goes back to Edward Bernays and how he developed advertising and public relations. It's the big lie. If you tell a lie often enough, loud enough, and consistently enough, and you amplify and reinforce it, people think that it is true even when they can observe that it is not. And I'll give you an example. Uh, recently, I watched a documentary on Reconstruction, the Reconstruction era, the 12 years following the U.S. war between the states and how the former enslaved people were given rights and opportunities that they didn't have under slavery and how they, those rights were taken away and they came up with this whole notion of separate but equal. Now you could look around the country during that time once that precedent was established through a horrendous Supreme Court decision Plessy versus Ferguson which was just one in a series of egregious and horrible decisions that impacted African people black folks in, in this country you could see that the accommodations were not equal yes they were separate but they weren't equal and, and oftentimes the policy was forced enforced I should say through outright coercion violence and propaganda such as using the media to demean and to demonize black people to justify the vicious treatment and the relentless violence that was heaped upon our people all those years under the so-called Jim Crow era. Jim Crow itself is a euphemism for apartheid, racial phenotypical caste where people, the old one drop blood uh, uh, rule, if you had one drop of black blood, you were black and therefore subjected to the racial animus. Because if you remember in Plessy versus Ferguson, Homer Plessy was a Creole. He was a mixed blood person who was very fair skinned. So he could get away with going from the quote unquote colored car into the white car. And the only reason he was arrested because was because he made the announcement that he was a person of color. So they had to enforce it and, and they arrested him. And it was downhill from then on. And this is so typical because we've been brainwashed to believe that the courts are fair, just, and that the U.S. Supreme Court has the most competent and the most brilliant legal minds uh, in the world. And clearly, when you look at the type of decisions that they've made since the very founding of this country, that's clearly not true. And they're clearly human. That's not a knock on every justice that served on the Supreme Court, but it is a fact that they are human and they are susceptible to pressures, economic pressures, political pressures and it takes great courage to rise above them and that's what we have to do we have to exert our inner courage our inner reservoir of strength to rise above and transcend this malaise that is overcoming this country because it's going to get worse before it gets better and we're going to have to make a concerted effort backed by a formidable decision to be our best self and you can't do that if you're trying to be somebody else or if you're going along with the crowd, if you're being manipulated, duped, and bamboozled. That's not the way to make a positive contribution to the collective. That's not the way to ensure that your life has meaning. If you allow yourself to be shuffled along, duped, and coerced into going along with something that is evil. And we're so quick to denounce 
against the German people. But you have to study how they were manipulated, how Joseph Goebbels used Edward Bernays' techniques masterfully and brilliantly. And those same techniques are being used on us today. And the only difference is there's no public book burning. So what you have instead of book burnings is you have the major platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Google, openly suppressing any alternative narrative, any scientific evidence that's counterfactual to the this nonsense that's going on about SARS-CoV-2, better known as COVID-19. Again, it's very similar to, and just like I shared in my piece, it's very similar to the bum rush they did on us after 9-11. The same technique, showing the burning buildings, the Twin Towers, over and over and over again with the caption, America under attack. They're doing the same thing. These computer simulated images of a supposed COVID virus that don't look anything like that. These are computer generated. There are arguments within the scientific community that say this so-called virus has never been isolated. It's never been identified as a entity that exists. At best, they're saying, okay, it's a coronavirus and there are literally thousands of coronavirus wherever you are now there are literally millions if not billions of microbes all around you some of them are coronavirus the issue is we have been duped into not understanding dis-ease and not understanding wellness dis-ease happens when you're in a situation and your immune system is compromised now you can be living in a toxic environment and this toxicity gets into your water, your food, into the air and it gets into your body and it makes it harder for your body to try to protect you and eventually your immune system is overcome and succumbs maybe to the poison or the radiation. Oftentimes it's a result of our own choices, drinking, drugging, the type of food we get, getting not getting enough sleep, not remaining hydrated, these undermine your immune system. So it's incumbent upon us to know what generates health. Health is a psychological state so that we have to understand the importance of being of sound mind and having an equilibrium. We're not constantly awfulizing whatever situation is around us, having confidence and faith, if you will, and optimism, even in the, in the face of hard time, having confidence that you have the inner wherewithal, the resources to deal with pretty much anything that comes your way. And understanding that from a metaphysical perspective, as the old folks used to say, bad times don't last always, that life is a form of rhythm. You have your ups and downs and your waves of prosperity as well as adversity. And you have to learn to navigate them and accommodate yourself on an inward fortitude and resilience so that you can deal with them. We've been duped and programmed to have learned helplessness to the point we have to look for someone, the FDA, Fauci, the government, to try to save us when we have that agency and that power ourselves. We are far more resilient. We're far more resourceful. We're far more innovative than we give ourselves credit for. That's because we've been bombarded with negativity, pessimism to the point we're discouraged. We, ha we lack courage. We lack fortitude. We're a bunch of 
punks out here going along just giving up. That's not what life is all about. That's not what our ancestors did. Because if they had, we wouldn't be here. So we need to rethink where we are. Rethink what we ourselves are made of, what resources we have at our disposal, and begin to use them and not depend on a government that has shown us a propensity to lie, shown us on a daily basis almost that they don't care about our best interests, that they're just out for themselves. As they would say, the public, which is us, be damned. It's time for us to take back our sovereignty. It's time for us to take back that which resides within us in a latent state, a dormant state. It's time to wake it up, shake it up, get up, get moving, show up and show out. And that's what Akoben is for, to sound the alarm, to resonate and encourage you to pick yourselves up. Be of good courage. Don't be afraid. And it may come to you may have to stand up to the government. You may have to stand up and say no and be willing to suffer the consequences. Because once they shoot the shot in you, it can't be undone. Whatever the genetic changes that is supposed to take place, theoretically supposed to take place, is going to be done. Despite the fact that everybody's different, even though we have the same life force in us, we all vibrated at a different rate. That's why all our temperatures aren't the same and our heartbeats aren't the same and our pressures and, and all that. We, we are unique. We're very similar, but we're unique. And so we need to exploit this uniqueness and call upon this inner strength, this resilience, this power that's within us, this intelligence that's within us. Stop and think about this. We have within us an immune system that is so sophisticated that amidst the millions and billions of microbes, viruses, bacteria, and pathogens around us, that our immune system can identify whether or not it is a threat to us or it is benign and move and work accordingly without any input or cognitive direction from us. All we have to do is live our lives and be supportive of those things that create a positive vibration and energy within ourselves to reinforce this intelligence. It is super intelligent. All it requires for us is to be grateful, appreciative, and to work with it as opposed to working against it by putting toxins in our body or living our lives in such a way as that we put ourselves at risk and danger. And so that's the message for today. Don't allow the propaganda. Don't allow the okie doke. Don't allow the flim flam to get to you or to make you a coward. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for that which you know to be good. Put your trust in that which is within you that is always moving for your best and always actively working to keep you well, to keep you balanced, sane, and powerful. With that, we're going to close out today's program by encouraging you to engage in mental decolonization. Free your mind, expand your mind, transform your mind. The rest will follow. Till next time, stay strong. Peace. Peace.